Hello, welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. We are a movie review and general talk podcast. I am Sean Culligan, and my co-host is Ned Colin. Today, we talk about the 2019 mess of a film, Serenity. It's a movie about a man after a fish. It's a movie about a woman going to a man to kill another man. And it's a movie about a video game simulation. Yeah, it's a nightmare. But that's okay, because the blokes have written a better ending to this film. So get comfortable, kick off your shoes, and enjoy. Good, good, tight, 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 tight. I hope you don't cut any of this. So yeah, as I was saying, Sean, I really feel like the you know there's just a a vast unending void in my very soul that I don't think I could fill with any sort of company or activity or any sort of happiness. It all seems so abstract to me. But welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. This is the movie review podcast with myself, Ned Curlin, and my beautiful co-host here, Sean Culligan. Sean, tell the people Uh, what up. Thank you. Yo, yo, what's good? Sean Culligan on this side of the Atlantic Ocean. Dude, is that the ocean between us? I wouldn't know. I didn't do very well in any sort of school. I never did much of the book learning. But I got to say... Uh, what I'm great at, Sean, what we're both great at is, uh, I think, podcasting, is amateur podcasting. I think we found our calling. I, I think you're right. We are going to take the world by storm. That last episode, we already have. That last episode we did, yeah. I thought prime stuff. That Psycho Gorman episode, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, and I even listened to it. Go back and wa- listen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the way through. And I, I spend so much time editing them that usually I don't. I mean, I'll throw them on to kind of boost the algorithm, try cheese it, but... Uh, this one, I, I gave a nice second listen. I enjoyed it a lot. But I feel I talked a lot, Sean. I feel like I, I don't know, I'm a nervous talker, and I'm worried I didn't give Sean the platform he deserves because this podcast is a collaboration, you know? So, Sean, <laughs> I'm never talking too much. Let me know, man. Because I feel uh, like I, what I do is I nervously talk, man. I nervously talk, and then I don't want this to be the Ned show. I want this to be the Sean. Well, it's blokes, and we're the blokes. So you got to tell me right, if I'm right. hijacking the whole thing. No. Because that is the last I thing I want, you're... honestly, man. Man, that is the last thing I want. For real? Be be real with yeah. me if I'm doing that. Okay. No, no. I think I you'll think, be real um, with me. I could. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, yeah. thanks, guys. Uh, let's get on with today because I think <laughs> there's so much to talk about. <laughs> Sean, take it away, man. Take it away, dude. Let's just let's just start off with some wrecks. What what's uh what do you reckon today? What am I reckon, Sean? What am I reckon? I gotta say, uh, I I have been off my movie bullshit which sounds like ned you're doing a movie discussion podcast what are you doing i don't know man i don't know what i'm doing because there last year like usually i'd put away three four films a week at a minimum okay i was on it but for the last three months aside from the movies we're discussing i'm not watching many films uh i'm playing more video games it's a shame uh, I'll wreck a video game quick. Uh, I've been playing this game, Control, which is um, a, it's a game from the people that did Max Payne. Uh, they did that Quantum yes. Break game a little while back. I didn't play that. I don't know who did. Sorry, 
sound like. Uh, but this one is Control. It's like a mystery sci-fi kind of third-person shooter. It's got a bit of a Twin Peaksy X Files vibe. I know you're watching Twin Peaks. Nice, Sean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I back it. It's a good time. Uh, and then I watched uh, a movie late last night, and I shouldn't have because it was a horror film. I watched this movie called Relic, which has been on my watch list for a bit, about this woman who goes home, uh, well, she goes back to her mother's house. Her mother is starting to suffer from some sort of Alzheimer's dementia, and uh, it's this like horrible dread-inducing kind of, you know, you're in a house that is kind of familiar to you but also has become very strange and your own mother is now, you know, a stranger to you. And it's all that awful shit that you shouldn't really watch at, like, 10 at night. But uh, I, it was all right. I give it, like, a it's a 7 out of 10 kind of thing. It gave me, like, I don't know if you ever saw Babadook. Yeah, yep. Gave yeah, me yeah. those kind of vibes. Same Although, vibe. Yeah, okay. I remember enjoying Babadook. A little more though, but yeah, man, what are you up to, dude? <clears throat> I've been just trying to like keep it chill, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like usual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, there's, you know, there's times when you're locked up in pandemic mode and oh, yeah. you can't get outside. Mm-hmm. I like to throw in a little video 4K walk around. Yes. Uh, so you know, go onto YouTube, pick the city that you want to whisk yourself away to and just type in video 4k tokyo and there are hours of these beautiful videos of people walking around cities and i just throw that in the background and i play a little rocket league or i uh even have it on in the background when you're working it's it's very relaxing and the music's usually pretty good and then the second recommendation i have is is also a youtube video or it's a youtube channel called bonsai or bonsai relief which is just a dude sculpting bonsai trees um and it's it's pretty sick i mean it's like very chill um and another relaxing video you can throw on in the background at work and that sounds very I, I do that a lot while i'm working i'll throw uh you know someone strolling through the streets of osaka i'll go to copenhagen uh perhaps uh, a ticket to the philippines please uh but then oh no you've clicked on the wrong video this is a beheading, you know, how do you bounce back from that kind of vibe, Sean? Cause I know I've been you, there. Here you go. You, you close that beheading video from yeah. the bonsai video. It all, all as well. Yeah. What if you keep yeah. watching and it kind of does, you know, it awakens something in you. Where do you go from there? I think you need to enlist in the military. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think that's how they're recruiting these days. Uh, <laughs> Let's move on from that. <laughs> um, uh, this one we watched a great to, movie this week. Yeah, <laughs> well, did we, man? Did we? Uh, t- t- today's movie is gonna. I think today's movie discussing it will drive both you and I insane, but also listeners. So this is a kind of pre-warning of this will be. You know, I rec- usually we run for about thirty minutes. I can't see how we'll only do this in thirty minutes here. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a long episode. This is going to be a long, very unhinged episode, because the movie is unhinged. I felt we were watching too much quality film, Sean, which is fun. I agreed. But is it entertaining? You know, you want variety in your, you know, film discussion podcast. So uh, we went, we, I decided we'd go bad. (laughs) I'd find something I'd heard 
weird shit about. The movie we settled on is a 2019 film called Serenity. This should not be mixed up with the Serenity film that was a follow-up to the sci-fi series Firefly. I've not seen Firefly. You can come at me for that, you know? I haven't either. Come at both of us. Come at the whole podcast. It's time to cancel us, okay, for this specifically. If you're listening and you're Nathan Fillion and you starred in Firefly, you have the right to be outraged. But I'll get there one day, maybe. But we're not talking about that serenity. Fuck that serenity. We're talking about 2019. Fucking Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, directed by Stephen Knight. Motherfucking serenity. Sean, Let's I'm, go. I'm so terrified. I'm so, I'm genuinely scared to ask this question, man. I'm really scared. Can you see the fear in my eyes? I know yeah, the listeners no, no, can't. You look spooked. I'm scared. Sean, can you please describe serenity? <laughs> <laughs> Ned, Ned, Ned. I I spent a while on this movie, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to pay off. But let me let me just break down. <laughs> This movie. Um, <clears throat> so a man named Baker Dill is in search of a big fish. Is he Baker Dill or Dill and Baker? Baker Dill, I believe, unless IMDb L- L- had it wrong. No, listen. You're, I don't, why would I come at you for that? We're 20 seconds into discussing this film. I'm coming. Like, of course you know what the name is. You've looked this shit up. And I'm coming at you. Please continue, man. I'll... Let me think. No, that. it's good. This is this is setting the cadence for the entire episode, and okay. I'm I'm happy it is. Okay, good. so uh, Baker Dill is living in a shack on a small island called Plymouth, um, and he's becoming increasingly unhinged and plunging all of his money into catching this large tuna. And then eventually, a rich white woman named Karen, love it, uh, who is played by Anne Hathaway, shows up on the island. And uh, we find out that Baker Dill's real name is John Mason, and this woman, Karen, is his ex-wife. John left his wife after coming back from Iraq and wound up on this island um, making a living off these tourist fishing adventures and, and selling fish that he catches on the boat. Um, so when Karen and let's just go with Baker Dill are catching up, Karen explains to Baker Dill that her new husband is abusive and she's afraid of him um, and she's afraid for John, uh, Baker Dill's son because uh, the husband's getting more and more abusive as time goes on. So we find out during this that Karen and Baker Dill had a son and uh, the son is sequestered away in his room uh playing video games or making making video games uh he's he's coding or something like that and so so uh, and so karen makes john an offer take my husband fishing feed him to the sharks and i'll give you 10 million dollars and that's that's the movie right there i want to let's okay let's pretend for a second that's the movie right there okay because what you've described (laughs) is a fairly you know, if a little scatterbrained, coherent sort of movie, okay? You've got... Right, right. Right there, you've got kind of two films. What you've described is two of the movies that are happening in this movie. You've described the the Man and the Big Fish movie. This is your uh, Old Man and the Sea, Moby Dick. You know, Moby this Dick. man's yeah, got yeah, an obsession yeah. with a big old tuna. It's a big tuna, and the tuna's name is Justice, Okay keep all this in uh, mind uh, as we go yes <laughs> uh, 
so you got a big man, a big man and a fish, a man and a big fish. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's a big enough man. Um, then you've got a kind of noir, you know, the femme fatale rolls into the bar. She makes an offer to do a kind of thriller murder kind of thing. And, and that kind of paints the other movie, which is in this, which is a kind of noir drama thriller kind of thing. Okay. The man with the haunted past, the woman he left behind, a child that's being kind of abused. It's, it's all setting itself up to be a kind of murder thriller kind of thing. Uh, and these two films together, maybe it could work. Maybe it could work, Sean. Who's, who's to say? But these are, these are two of the three movies <laughs> that are in this, <laughs> this one movie. Uh, and I guess what, all I can say right now is this film, the reason we watched it is because I heard it was a complete mess. And it is, I'd say, it's a beautiful beautiful mess it's yeah the writing is kind of clumsy it's going for like a very dreary noir character drama uh and as a result it's kind of completely ridiculously written i've got some quotes here just to paint oh i've got quotes let's 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 do this let's quote battle let's Let's, go let's do a quote battle sean uh i've you start i've slipped a quote in here that i wrote myself and it's up to you sean to tell me Ooh. Which of these is real and which is a Ned creation? Okay. So some of my favorites. Baker Dill, you're no better than a hooker. To which Dill replies, a hooker who can't afford hooks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean, why don't you throw one at me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. My favorite one, uh, just right off top. Hmm. I'm thinking whatever, porn, ninjas, stealing cars. <laughs> uh the bar used to be called The Hope and The Anchor. When old Jack decided there wasn't much hope to be had in Plymouth, he changed The Hope to Rope. Uh, Sean? Ever since your wife died, we haven't caught Jack shit. Yep, yep. What a... <laughs> okay. Brutal. <laughs> uh, uh, fish and love aren't so different, you know. Both are slippery as hell. Tuna. T-U-N-A. <laughs> so uh, my last quote, by the way, I totally made up. That was <laughs> that was uh, my Sean. I thought you were going to call me out, man. But uh, oh no, I've missed it. I was I was looking for my quote. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm going to pretend that I managed to write something so atrocious. You believed fully that it would fit in this movie. I uh, I'll finish off with a uh, we're both damaged, but damaged in different places. And I'll finish with, fuck fish finders, right? <laughs> and then I'll really finish for the 20 times in this movie someone screams, Give me the rod! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's the kind of movie you'd be walking into. I'm going to fully say, if you can go into this blind, great. If you go into this knowing everything, wonderful. Do I recommend this movie? It's a very complex, absolutely, <laughs> but uh, no, it is not on the merits of it being a, a good film. Sean, where do you land on this? Um, so I have a couple nuanced no, takes go, on this. Go, 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 go. Uh, I think. Go. I think that go. Netflix and Amazon Prime are, are are things most people have at these points. So if you are looking for a free movie that you can throw on and it's available, I would choose this over 40% of Netflix's free movies. 
because this thing is just so chaotic. Matthew McConaughey being unhinged and just crazed. Like one minute into the movie, he is just chain smoking, eyes bulging, unhinged. Is more entertaining and I'd rather watch this than like only on Netflix or I'd I, I'd rather watch this than Red Dot on Netflix. It, it's just kind of like yeah, it it's there for the the chaos. Um, but it's not a good movie. So uh, if you are looking for a good movie, I would I would pass on this one. All that being said, I guess we'll get into spoilers. Yeah. I would say probably stay. I'd say stay for this. Stay. I'd say stay. No, no, no. You want to stay for this. You don't need to... Look, you don't need to go watch this movie. And if we're about to spoil it for you, you're... Like, honestly, you're not watching the movie for the, the twist ending. And you kind of get that halfway through anyway. You so. get that in the first, like, it's... the Okay, we'll talk about the twist. Because you kind of get it within the first 20, 30 minutes. It's, it's so strangely and slowly and poorly kind of revealed that by the time the movie explicitly tells you what it's doing... You've you know you've worked it one hundred percent one hundred percent yeah that's that's what that was that's what irritated me the most and that's what um I think like take take a, a psychological thriller like The Prestige I think that movie does it right where like you don't know but the bits are there the entire time yeah that's right? a good reveal At, right that's a 100%. great reveal but like this it's just like okay something's going on wait and and there are moments where it does make you second guess. Uh, we can spoil it now, but basically, okay, yeah, Matthew McConaughey, yeah, we, we don't want to beat around the bush anymore. This is the third movie. It. This is the third movie I'm talking about. You've got, oh, you've got the Man and the Big Fish. You've got the noir thriller, and then bam, you've got a Matrix Truman Show style film where this is all taking part in a video game, specifically the video game that the son is playing at home while his mother and his stepfather uh, are arguing and fighting and his stepfather is an abusive piece of shit. Matthew McConaughey's character is a simulation of his father who died in Iraq. Uh, So this is the whole, like, none of this was true. Sorry, sorry, not to confuse the audience. That's probably already confused. Matthew McConaughey is a simulation created by his son. Mm. And his son is programming this because Matthew McConaughey died in Iraq. He died in Iraq. Now he's in a video game. Uh, th- this is this is where the movie goes from. Like this is like this is a weird film. Maybe juggling a little too much. To this has completely fallen apart. It's insane. It's like because the video game thing makes so little sense or very little kind of effect on the motions of the film on on the kind of plot points at play uh matthew mcconaughey figures out in the last kind of third of the movie that he's in a video game and it kind of sends him spiraling he's drinking he's heavily he's questioning all the townspeople who are also uh video game simulations he's shower you know he's he's essentially having the truman show moment of like oh no my life's a lie but this doesn't matter at all <laughs> to the no the, no like he continues just doing what he would be doing anyway because he was and unhinged no, like, anyway yeah <laughs> was, the the idea to do it as specifically a video game makes very it's it's not a video game see this i've already i'm going insane <laughs> trying to describe all this it's 
is so Stephen Knight clearly like has a very kind of introductory understanding of what a video game is. It's a you know a program on a computer. He doesn't really understand like that you play a video game because there seems to really be no players in this video game. The son is not playing as the father. It would seem it would seem the purpose of this game is a sort of fishing open world. You know, occasionally you do find a cat mini games kind of thing, but it's never really explicitly explored that. Wait, yeah, the son is playing as the father. The father. Oh, it's, but he's not. You see the kid. He's not. Yeah, yeah. You see not. the kid like programming, and you see him like right. f- maybe fishing in the game. But it's not really that the idea is he's playing as his dad. More that he's observing this world and these characters from his desktop computer. There's no real interactive... Which is the point of a video game, is that it's an interactive media. But there's really very little interaction between these... This kind of A-B plot of fish, murder kind of thing. And the C plot, which is his son is playing this video game and he's dead in the... Like, it, it's such a yeah. strange juggling of, of things here. <laughs> uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey is stalked by this dude in a suit. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, I wanted to talk about this. Talk about this the, dude suit, the suit. Show, the, the dude in the suit shows up, uh, I want to say three minutes into the movie, some nerd in the glasses with a suit and he's standing on the beach and I just thought, Okay, this there's some bullshit going on here. Uh, one, you'd never catch me in a suit on a beach. Uh, two, there's some weird like dimensional shift thing that's gonna happen. Like it, it was just so out of place. And then he's like, dude, he keeps like showing up. And he's like, I'm late. I keep showing, and it's like, okay, one, it, either it's like the dimensional thing, and like there's a time continuum problem that's happening or two the kid's not coding it right so the dude in the suit just keeps showing up late and it's like th- there's no good explanation for like his whole spiel right no if the kids yeah so, yeah the the what the film is kind of building up to is the kid developed this game to be about fishing and, and chasing cats doing oh oh know. wait sorry i want to jump in real quick the kid also is having his his dead dad banging random women on the island and then oh, he's yeah, also yeah, having yeah, his yeah, dad like jumping butt naked doing his best nirvana like impression <laughs> never mind cover album <laughs> into the ocean and taking a bath that way and like it's just like like he's also having his dad just be becoming like a a complete alcoholic like so that's yeah. where the video game thing completely falls apart because this kid what you what is completely recontextualized is this kid is watching his dad kind of flip tricks for cash we i mentioned that hooker line he's sleeping with this uh older woman for for cash money for he's he's a hooker to, but he can't afford yeah, no he's, hooks uh, yeah. <laughs> he's um, to get to buy hooks yeah this is what this fishing. kid this is what this kid <laughs> developed because for his dead for his dead dad he wants to see his dead dad screw strange older women and and 
<sighs> drink at a rum at a bar. It, Matthew McConaughey puts a, a lot of rum away in this movie, and he does have this, you know, hundred yard vacant kind of stare. This dude in the suit turns up, kind of like adjustment bureau style. Like he's yeah, this weird, adjustment shady yes, character. Yeah. It's he's a uh, Jeremy Strong, by the way, who's in Succession. He plays Kendall mm. in uh, the show Succession, which is great. So you, you've got all these elements at play that kind of don't work because they're not really like, you know, why is this a video game? You have these magical realism elements like this guy running around saying, I'm 20 seconds late and I'm trying to get to Matthew McConaughey and I've got a magical device that will show him where all the fish are because the video game, the program itself seems to want Matthew McConaughey to be obsessed with catching fish. Whereas his son has introduced a murder my stepfather narrative so that the son can go and murder his own stepfather. It's uh, weird. <laughs> um, yeah. It doesn't even track, though, because like, if, like, if you are the one that creates the video game, like you said, if you're playing... It, it seems like you're right. The director has no concept of like how a video game works because, mm. or he's just being really sloppy with the writing, which both could be true. Uh, he either would be the main character, Matthew McConaughey, and you would be playing as a main character, and you would take your like side quest or whatever and go catch the big fish, or you would just go kill the the stepfather on the boat. And like, there's this like internal battle where like, okay, this would be a non-player character having an internal battle within the code of the video game, trying to like go kill the father, but like other non-player characters are dragging him to try and kill the or catch the fish like it, it just like it doesn't uh, it's exhausting well, that's why it dude. doesn't it doesn't make sense for matthew mcconaughey to have this big like i'm nothing but a video game like the, these townspeople know nothing haven't you ever thought about why it's so weird here what if we knew no, you know this town thinks they know everything but what if we knew nothing and he's chewing out townspeople i'm like why why is like is this film about matthew mcconaughey or is it about this son? Do, like, there is no stakes to having Matthew McConaughey upset that he's in a video game. Right. It's not, it's not the Truman Show where, like, his domestic life has been twisted into something kind of perverse. Because Matthew McConaughey was just a weird dude obsessed with a fish. Like, whether this is real or not bears nothing on the movie. <laughs> uh, <sighs> let's get away for a second, Sean from this weird plot and talk a bit about like the movie itself okay because you've got a you've got an oscar winning cast here you've got matthew mcconaughey you got anne hathaway jeremy strong yeah. that's a lot of fun the dude who plays the stepdad who i never remember the name of jason clark and clark yeah clark clark clark's clark. not a name sean what are you in the simulation what are you my stepdad <laughs> um uh diane lane uh You've got, uh, I'm going to screw this dude's name up. Uh, the dude who plays Duke. I liked his character, Gimon, actually. Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway fooled the pieces in this thing. It, but I, is that, is, I don't know. I is feel it the like, dialogue? Is it the yeah. script, Sean? I don't know if I believe in good or bad actors. I think if you find an appropriate project for someone, if like, you know, the dude who's never acted a day in your life and works in your deli and you've got the right role for him, like, he, I think anyone can work in something. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. No, I think that's a. Maybe I think that's, that's a really good. Like, no, I. I think that's a good point because, like, you think. Have you seen Pen Fifteen? I have not seen Pen Fifteen. The 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 mother that is in the the series Pen Fifteen is the real mother of the the main character, the main actress, and she does an excellent job. And it's because it's the right role for her. She's playing exactly who she is, and she does a great job. And and it's the first time she's ever been on the screen. So I I agree with that. That y- you can find somebody to play any role, and it would be the perfect role for them, and they'd do a great job doing it. But yeah, like this is just kind of a I mean, but then you watch this and you wonder, uh, sorry, someone's, it's like someone on the roof, man. (laughs) It's Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) It's fucking McConaughey, man. He's breaking and entering. (laughs) Hello? Matthew? (laughs) Okay, I think it's over. I think he's planted whatever <laughs> explosive device <laughs> and he'll claim my life later tonight. Um, where was I going, man? It's just this movie, I don't know, there's a very staple kind of McConaughey kind of grit and smolder that just rubs me the wrong way <laughs> and it's at full force here and it, it, I don't know, he had some truly wonderful like Nicolas Cage moments. Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean, man? Yeah. Just screaming yeah. at people, looking completely insane. Like, he's but see, just... I kind of liked some of that. Mm-hmm. I like, but I think it's it's just because I like the chaos. And but but it doesn't make for a good acting role. It doesn't make for a good performance. It's just like I like seeing. Well, it makes for an entertaining the wheels fall performance. Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe that's what's more important. That's why I think the actors in this are so weirdly fascinating. Like Anne Hathaway, who's playing it up full femme fatale noir thing. She starts calling her husband like daddy in the first, like it's weirdly introduced and like abruptly in the last like 30 minutes of the film, she just starts calling him daddy everywhere. And I, I don't know, Anne Hathaway uh, made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, it was yeah, it was a struggle. It was a Go struggle. watch Princess Diaries. That's a better movie. Oh man, I love Princess Diaries. I hated Interstellar. I don't know why. <laughs> it, like it looks great, boy oh boy. But you know what? May- this was a little Interstellar, maybe, in that it was like extremely pretentious. I think that's <laughs> the other great thing about this film is like how fucking wonderfully clever. <laughs> It thinks it is. Uh, Dude, okay, let's let's just talk about like that ending bit a little. Like what what's your take on that that you know, the murder scene basically? Okay, well then let's talk about like the last 10 15 minutes as a whole, yeah. Sean. Yeah. Cuz yeah. um because oh my god, so much happens and yet so little happens. Uh <laughs> I, that's the uh, that's another thing about this film. So little happens, really. Yeah. When you yeah. think about it, like it's a dude wants to catch a fish, a woman approaches him about killing her husband, a lot of people tell him not to do it. He goes out and he does it, and then he's in a video game. Like, <laughs> I don't know I d- I don't know why it broke me. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so just quickly about the last 10 minutes, there's a character who's kind of semi foreshadowed in the beginning, but, but he kind of just appears to act as a foil for the kind of events that transpire. It's that kid who's like, yeah, I quit my job pumping gas in Miami and now I've moved here to help you catch fish. He comes out of like nowhere and it's very weird. Uh, but essentially that kid, Anne Hathaway, McConaughey and 
Anne Hathaway's, I don't know, why did I introduce him in such a weird order? <laughs> Anne Hathaway's husband. They roll up on this boat. Uh, the husband is like drunk as a skunk on like rum. He had his hands broken the night before due to this other thing that was going on. Uh, so he's kind of like sat broken and gibbering and Anne Hathaway's saying like, catch a fish for me, daddy, uh, as they like sail off into the sea. That's when the big tuna comes back. Bam like uh, Anne Hathaway's like are you going to catch that fish you've always wanted to catch now is now the time he's like I'm not going to catch it but he is and he gives him the rod and then you know because I was like give me the rod give me the rod so they hand him the rod right hold it don't let go and Anne Hathaway's don't let go of that fish daddy I want that fish daddy and then <laughs> so uh, Matthew McConaughey lets go he is plummeted into the ocean where the giant tuna called Justice. Remember, I said remember that the fish is called Justice, and he Justice takes the evil. for foreshadowing, right? Okay, for foreshad the fish is called Justice, man. That uh, that is very that is very Garth Marenghi. I know writers who use subtext. They're cowards, <laughs> kind of. That's a big boss. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> move. I love it. Uh, um, Sean. Yeah, so that's kind of what's happening on the boat. Sean, tell me like how this plays with what's happening in quote unquote the real world because that's what the, happens in the video game. So so they're going back and forth, smash cutting mm-hmm. to the kid's interior of his room, back to the boat, and this whole thing's happening. And the kid is just preparing his weaponry and he's opening a box and there's a scene of them on the boat and then the kid's unsheathing a weapon and... And then it's back on the boat and you see like Matthew McConaughey with the rod. And then finally, Give me the rod. The, finally, the kid, after all this is going on, after his stepdad is getting murdered by justice, <laughs> the kid goes and murders his stepfather uh, during an argument that his mother and stepfather are, are having. Mm. And then he just comes back and he sits down and then there's this whole montage of a police. No, no, sorry. There's a whole montage of... Well, it's told uh, in new- like radio news. Radio newscasting yeah. snippets of how the the son has been charged with second degree murder, and uh, now he's going to be released back to his mother because it was in self defense because his mother and him were being assaulted by the the stepfather, and it's just it, oh, and then you also find out Matthew McConaughey died in Iraq, so that's why this kid went and created a a video game so he could. <sighs> So he could play as his father on a an island. Or watch but his then, dad like fuck older ladies. Yeah, know. but then he's after murdering his dad, his step. Sorry, after the kid murders his stepdad, he is now going to create a new video game that Matthew McConaughey and him can finally meet in the video game, and it's the dumbest shit. So Ned, the I wanted you to. Shit. I wanted you. I wanted you to uh, share that because I. I think there's a better way to end this movie. And I'm going to send you something. <laughs> uh, Sean, I got to respectfully disagree with you, man. This is kind of a masterpiece, but I'll let you take a swing. You know, man. So check your email. Um, I, I've created a little script for us. And I would, I'd like you yes. to play Matthew McConaughey. Um, right, and I'll, I'll, I'll do the rest. I'll do. I'll, you'll hear me attempt Matthew McConaughey. It'll quickly transpire into kind of like a very general southern kind of draw that's fine so i mean please if you're listening to this and you're an american and you're defended uh what are you gonna do about it you 
<laughs> anyway, let's, uh, I'll jump um, into so the script. <laughs> cool, and I'll, I'll read everything else. You just worry about the MM and all that dialogue. Um, so a little, a little uh, preface, preface about mm-hmm. this is I try to keep it within, you know, the kind of uh, no yes. subtext and and just the the, sh- the great writing that is in this movie. So uh, <clears throat> let us begin. One second. So excited, right. man. Exterior boat. Matthew McConaughey, the ship hand, Anne Hathaway scramble to the end of the boat. The piece of shit stepfather Frank sits in the chair, completely blasted out of his mind on painkillers and hard alcohol. With the reel spinning out of, at a rapid speed, Matthew McConaughey grabs a rod and pulls back with all his strength. You ready, Frank? Yeah. <coughs> Give me the fucking rod. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey takes the rod and hands it to Frank. Frank gets pulled into the ocean. The tuna swims away with the hook, line, and rod still attached to Frank. We see Frank's lifeless body dragged into the dark of the ocean. Anne Hathaway manages a believable sobbing breakdown on the boat at the sight of her piece-of-shit husband getting suicided by a tuna. All right, all right, all right. Let's get this boat back to town. (laughs) Exterior beach. The boat back on shore. Anne and Matthew McConaughey walking to the hotel. Thank you. (laughs) Anything for my boy. Now time to go see him. And Hathaway in a low whisper, um, okay, but don't you need time to make things look less suspicious around here? Matthew McConaughey, with his eyes bugged out, takes an aggressive drag from his cigarette. <sighs> they ain't gonna care about what some dr- <laughs> I've come right into like a confederate. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I need the all right, all right, all right to level me. All yeah, right, yeah, all right, all right. They ain't gonna care about what some drunk falling off the side of a boat. We're taking a plane back now. Smash cut to the exterior of the house. Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway stand at the street, staring at the house. Matthew McConaughey, chain-smoking cigarettes, is sweating so profusely that his white t-shirt is soaked through, exposing his washboard abs. (laughs) Dude, are you sure you didn't write? (laughs) Serenity? I can't wait to see my boy. I'm worried I won't recognize him. Anne Hathaway nervously moves about. What's wrong? Enough! And Hathaway's voice gets to change. It becomes deeper. Um, Ned, you're going to need to do some sound effects here. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I sat through eight hours of plane ride and a layover in South Lake City. I had enough. What are you talking about? Suddenly, Anne Hathaway takes both her hands, places them on the back of her scalp, tearing away the skin to reveal her truest form. A nine-foot-tall horned beast emerges. <laughs> A nine-foot-tall horned beast <laughs> emerges from the two halves of the Anne Hathaway flesh suit. Fuck you, man. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Moloch. Moloch. What? I thought this was a video game. <laughs> this isn't a video game, you drunk slob. I had to pay the bartender to slip acid into all your drinks. You're totally fried out of your mind. You see, Frank was actually protecting your boy from Anne, who, after cheating on you while you were employed in Iraq, developed an unquenchable desire for a dream crown. Oh, she. <laughs> I got the wrong. She began harvesting forbidden. <clears throat> she began harvesting the forbidden drug from your son. With each hit of adrenochrome, Anne became more and more unstable, allowing her to rip a hole between the time and space. Your world and a world of evil deities like myself. With this tear in the time continuum, I came in search of the rift creator and the one person who could stop me from 
being all-powerful. Upon finding Anne, I killed her and took over her appearance, maintaining her daily life in order to get closer to your boy. However, that imbecile Frank understood on a deeper level. Although my physical appearance was perfectly out of Anne's, something was off. I hatched a plan to get rid of Frank, and with him out of the way, I could kill the boy. My boy? But why would you need to kill my boy? <laughs> why the boy? <laughs> you have no clue who your boy is, do you? Your boy is cute! For fuck's sake, Sean! <laughs> <laughs> it's better! <laughs> it gets better, bro. Using fortune, Agent, now he could. He has been a whistleblower on child sacrifice and adrenochrome farms. I needed to stop him from revealing the truth about these atrocities that I survive on. You see, I've had an ongoing, very costly sacrifice. With Q blowing the whistle on these crimes, I would lose power and cease to exist. As for Frank, I don't know who that man was, but I made him gone. He was standing in the way of me and your boy. He truly loved your boy, and much like in the Harry Potter books, his love protected the boy from me. I can do it. Uh, alright, alright. <laughs> Wait, what? But I love him too. Shouldn't you, shouldn't you have to get rid of me? You don't love your boy. You just fucked up to some island after your wife cheated on you. You have a point, but I, but I still would like to see him. Quiet. I need to destroy that boy. Morlock swipes at Matthew McConaughey, knocking him to the ground. The evil deity bounces forward in the house, smashing through the front door, splintering it into thousands of pieces. Exterior house. Matthew McConaughey rolls over slowly, nursing a small head wound. <coughs> he lights another cigarette and takes a long, slow drag. <laughs> uh, I'm getting too old for this shit. If there's anything I hate more than realizing I don't love my son, it's a big-ass deity telling me so. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey surveys the front of the house and sees his son through the second-floor window, typing away at his computer. Son! Matthew McConaughey's son looks out the window, surprised. There's no time. You need to get out of the house. Jump out the window. Moloch smashes the walls as he races up the stairs. Jump! Matthew McConaughey's son opens the window and jumps onto the land. <clears throat> Matthew McConaughey's son jump. Matthew McConaughey's son opens the windows and jumps to the lawn, landing perfectly on the grass. Now let's get the hell out of here. We need some transportation. Matthew McConaughey scans the front yard and spots a dope black diamondback mountain bike with pegs. <laughs> Let's go! Matthew McConaughey and his son run to the bike and jump on. Moloch blows through the window and lands directly in front of Matthew McConaughey and his son. Oh, she... <laughs> Suddenly, Matthew McConaughey's son pulls out a laser cannon and blasts a hole through Moloch, killing him instantly. <laughs> <coughs> <laughs> Read it, dog. <laughs> That's my boy. <laughs> That's my boy. I love you, Sean. You are so amazing and perfect. Matthew McConaughey's son, Sean, riding on the pegs, busts a sick wheelie on the mountain bike, and ride off into the sunset scene. Sean. <laughs> Sean, you... I, where do I start, man? You... <laughs> This movie had already broken me. Do you think I needed this? 
I was suffering that. I needed to write this. Here's what's happening, Sean, okay? Here's what's happening. I'm calling your wife. She's taking away your phone. No more of these Q podcasts, man. These are bad for you. It's fucked up. That's, uh, well, it was amazing. You know, I mean, if it, if it ended like that, I would have said, I would have said this is the best movie of all time. Unfortunately... Uh, it's a hot mess. Not a Moloch or a Q conspiracy to be found. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Sean. You're welcome. God damn it. What did I expect, you know? <laughs> what did I expect? It's amazing, though. Well done. Thanks. I apologize to the real Matthew McConaughey. And I, I would also like to say, for legal reasons, that that was not Matthew McConaughey appearing <laughs> in that teleplay. You may have been fooled, but no, it was just I, the man of a million voices, Ned Colan. <sighs> Ned, what do you give this movie, uh, you know, not with this true ending, but what with the one What can I say, with the true ending? With the true ending. With the true ending, it's a 10. Okay. Same. Uh, you, you've introduced a lot of nuance <laughs> into, into Serenity, which I think... Um, really added value so if anything what i do recommend is you go watch this film turn it off in the last 10 minutes and then go listen to uh go listen to sean's you know altered (laughs) altered version uh i've given this movie i think a very generous score sean because i can't stress enough that this movie is very watchably entertainingly fucking weird and bad this is a movie that if you love film you love filmmaking, this is a must-watch, okay? Not because it achieves any of that. Purely because it stumbles at almost every step. The weird dialogue, the strange character chemistry, the very... Oh, we didn't even talk about the fucking weird sex scenes that... Oh, yeah. Uh, that made I'm glad me, we didn't. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'll say this. <laughs> I'm convinced... I, Sex? No thanks. Not for me. (laughs) Uh, Not if if it goes down like that. I've got to say, me playing Matthew McConaughey and Sean, you playing Anne Hathaway, there was more chemistry there (laughs) than you'll see in this film. So I've given this film a generous, for pure entertainment value, a 4 out of 10. I've given it a 4. Yeah. When it's not being bafflingly bad, it's just a bit dull. It's not filmed terribly. Looks fine. Looks good, yeah. Uh, it's just, um, it's just fucking weird. Four out of 10. So uh, going back to my whole, like, this is better than 40% of what's on Netflix and, and prime right now. I, I, like, I think it's better than red dot. I think it's better than only there's, there's quite a few of these like Netflix, basically what they're, they're, they're made for TV movies. You know, our generation's made for TV movies. I think this is more entertaining than a lot of those. Um, and, and with like a cast that's, so stacked as this and like if you enjoy seeing high caliber actors and actresses kind of just going crazy um it, it's super entertaining so uh, yeah I, I like i would i would recommend it only for that um five out of ten yeah five out of ten wow i'll say quickly um the actors all seem at least to have completely backed this movie there's no talk of them acknowledging the kind of strange so bad that it becomes extremely watchable culture that's kind of swarmed around this thing um the so a little bit about this film a little trivia to to you know just to 
wait for that final zest of spice on this beautiful, completely incoherent, insane Q conspiracy addled podcast uh, is so the film uh, was shown to test audiences. Test audiences hated it. Got a very low cinema score. Uh, the studio releasing it completely stripped the uh, release budget, like uh, the marketing budget, the release budget. It was kind of it came out, made very little money, about sixteen million, as to the twenty five million it cost to make. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway were super pissed. They uh, they were like very up for doing like press junkets, and they were going to go traveling with this film and and hyping it up. I've watched a load of Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway like press interviews of just when this film was coming out not a load like 10 minutes but that's 10 more minutes than you want to spend with these two after you've watched them very awkwardly make love uh so uh and they were super all about this film they they seemed i mean here's what i th- they were what they were all about was spending like a two months on an island somewhere that's they also they have never about. played a video game so they, they don't know what they're talking about i will say this is not trivia this is complete wild coincidence uh there's a there's a couple of like quote-unquote video gamey things the film tries to do to elude or foreshadow that it's a video game one thing is like there's some odd oh, camera stop angles light. Oh, uh, yeah. that uh kind of show that you know like a camera would move around someone in a third person game another thing is i think the grand theft auto font pops up on a map at some point mm. and then this is this is way too big a video game deep cut to not be a complete coincidence because no one who worked in this film fucking played a video game in their goddamn life. But um, the the weird Mark Strong fishing corporate guy who comes um, represents a company called Fontaine. Uh, Fontaine being uh, uh, also a character in the video game Bioshock who ran a fishery. Fontaine's Fisheries is one of the oh early my locales God. in Bioshock. This is a wild coincidence. I I think it's way more for the pretentious reason that Fontaine means fountain in, like, French. And they're doing a kind of he's the fountain of knowledge kind of shit. Which is the same, like, you know, pretentious bullshit Bioshock was going for. So all they've managed to intersect with video games purely on pretentiousness. (laughs) um, Jesus Christ. But not in quality. Bioshock, that's a fucking 10 out of 10 game. Could play Bioshock, but don't, you know... (laughs) If you if you want a movie that has a very similar vibe but does a good job, watch Gone Girl. Gone Girl? I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Matt, uh, it's uh, Ben Affleck. It's actually a pretty good movie. I Yeah, well that's the th- like I like the noir thing when it's done right. It's just done I don't know what it was. Like it's not just that it takes itself really seriously. It's just really like clunky, you know? Yeah. Like I love the noir aesthetic and writing style and you know she her legs wrote a check that her mouth couldn't bank and she was of all the rooms she walked into it had to be mine i love that shit that's like you know that cliche melodramatic noir stuff but in this it's just bad it's bad to mediocre (laughs) and uh and so go watch serenity and then double bill it with uh, the Firefly Serenity. That's right. We said we weren't going to talk about it, but here's the second part of this podcast. Sean, uh, let's talk for another hour about the science fiction movie Serenity. Uh, <laughs> no. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Ned, <laughs> Ned, why don't you just take us out with a nice... This is where I get mine. Ned, why don't you just uh, take us out with a nice haiku on Matthew McConaughey? 
Uh, once I saw a fish. I think its name was Justice. <laughs> Wait. Once I... <laughs> that works. No. Yeah. You got. It. You need five more now. Yeah. Now I need five. Yeah. Don't stop yeah, yeah, me no, fucking no. mid haiku. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Once, Once I, I saw a fish. fish. Yeah. Yeah. I think its name was Justice. Dill passed me the rod. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you killed it, dude! Yeah, uh, there it is. Sick. You could hear the fucking gears spinning in my dude. That was brain. that was good. Oh, dude, I had. A th- I'm bummed you beat me to it. I had one for you, but we'll do it. I mean, we'll do it. It was gonna be like you know, fuck, marry, kill, justice, Moby Dick, and the Barracuda from the beginning of Finding Nemo. But now you guys will never know because Sean beat me to it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, peace. Sean, peace. <laughs> Haha, <laughs> that's right, Ned. Got you, finally. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And uh, thank you for following us on Instagram at lights.cameras.blokes. Also, if you'd want to send us an email, uh, that is lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com. So send us an email. We'll read it on air, unless it's horrifically explicit. But uh, please do send in your emails. Ned, Ned has finally stopped crying, but I think it might happen again um also want to give a big thank you to julian kirk for doing our intro and outro audio he has just launched atlas audio uh a-t-l-a-s atlas audio uh you can find him on instagram at atlas audio uk thanks again for the continued support from everybody and tune in next week for a wonderful episode on ufos Matthew McConaughey, with his son riding on the pegs, busts a sick wheelie on the Diamondback mountain bike and rides off into the sunset. Dude, I'll do one more. I gotta get this thing perfect, dog. This is my masterpiece. This is the the hardest I've worked all year. Hold on. Matthew McConaughey, with his son riding on the pegs, busts a sick wheelie on the Diamondback mountain bike and rides off into the sunset scene.